This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. And now I'm excited about a new natural wellness line from Plus CBD, CBD Calm and CBD Sleep. CBD Calm helps ease tension, soothe irritability, and contributes to a greater sense of contentment through a blend of Plus CBD's award-winning full-spectrum CBD, plus L-theanine, and 5-HTP. CBD Sleep aids occasional sleeplessness with CBD plus melatonin, as well as soothing magnolia bark extract and relaxing lemon balm so you can get the rest you need and wake up alert and focused. Both products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, the weekend edition of Intelligent Medicine, wherein we answer your questions. Questions come to us via 877-726-8255. That's our hotline for questions on the weekend program. 877-726-8255 gets you directly into the doctor's office. We're going to take some questions in just a few moments, but we got lots to talk about today. We're going to talk about... Uh, an amazing study suggesting that higher levels of omega-3 fatty acids in the blood can increase your life expectancy. Also, we're going to focus on the relationship between dairy consumption, cardiovascular disease, and diabetes and stroke. Also, drinking coffee, according to a big study, is not linked to increased cardiac arrhythmias, but... Is that the real deal? 877-726-8255. The Olympics are underway, and uh, it's kind of a big mess because of COVID. Uh, the athletes can't even mingle. That's uh, one of the fun activities of uh, international gatherings where athletes from various countries can socialize and get up close and personal. And, of course, that is highly prohibited in the setting of the Tokyo Olympics, uh, the Japanese people aren't happy. <laughs> they don't want a bunch of uh, people flying in, bringing in contagion. They're an island country. Uh, they have a big moat called uh, the Pacific Ocean, and they pulled up the drawbridge. But uh, the Olympics means an influx of people from other countries. And uh, there are masking rules, and there's lots and lots of testing and, of course, uh, invariably, some athletes have tested positive. And some athletes uh, may prefer not to take the vaccine because uh, they're concerned about the impact of the vaccine on their performance. There was a Tour de France cyclist who said um, his vaccine messed up his bicycle performance because his legs felt weak on some of those uh, precipitous climbs into the Alps and the Pyrenees, and so he had a lousy Tour de France. And so um, there's another focus with the Olympics. It's PEDs, performance-enhancing drugs. They're once again in the spotlight. 
And keep in mind that um, Russian athletes have been banned from the Tokyo Olympics. There won't be any Russians due to widespread systemic and state-condoned cheating. They've been banned. But according to an article in The Economist, the use of PEDs remains pervasive. They have an article out this week entitled, Sport is still rife with doping. Between 10 and 40% of athletes in Tokyo might be cheating. And the various methods are ingenious. One is by increasing the oxygen-carrying capacity of the blood via blood transfusions or the use of erythropoietin, or EPO. That's a drug normally used to increase blood counts in patients suffering from anemia of kidney disease. And another classic technique is via anabolic steroids, and we're very familiar with that stateside because, well, we've got uh, testosterone-like drugs, and we've got uh, growth hormone, and both figured prominently in notorious sports scandals in Major League Baseball, something at A-Rod, and the National Football League, of course, and the Tour de France. In fact, it, a retrospective analysis uh, shows that the majority of winners of the Tour de France, not just Lance Armstrong, they've been doping in one way or another. Then there are various stimulants like amphetamines. Cyclists, you know, the Tour de France has been going on for a long time. Uh, and in the mid-20th century, remember way back when, uh, cyclists used to brace themselves with cocktails of whiskey, caffeine, opium, and amphetamines. <laughs> okay. And deaths have occurred due to excess stimulation of heart rate and blood pressure. Uh, there's another new class of drugs, myostatin inhibitors. They're originally designed to help sufferers of degenerative muscle diseases like uh, 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 muscular dystrophy. And they slow the breakdown of muscle tissue, offering an alternative way of increasing power. But of course, uh, athletes have accessed some of these drugs. And there's an ongoing cat and mouse game between the cheaters and something called WADA, the World Anti-Doping Association. New innovative technologies are always striving to keep one step ahead of regulators' detection abilities. And um, there's even a case recently pretty highly publicized, a U.S. Olympic contender, sprinter Shakari Richardson, was disqualified because she was found to have detectable residues of marijuana in her bloodstream. And um, that's been a controversial move because there's all kinds of marijuana law liberalization worldwide. Pot probably doesn't enhance performance, but it may help athletes relax and recover between workouts or perhaps ease the pain of endurance events. And there's a move afoot to legalize marijuana for athletes. In fact, a new book extols the benefits of pot for workouts. Uh, it's called uh, Runner's High. It's just out. Uh, how a movement of cannabis-fueled athletes is changing the science of sport. And the premise is that... Um, it deserves a place for amateur and professional athletes. In that vein, though, CBD, which we often talk about here on Intelligent Medicine, CBD from CB Sciences is our sponsor, has just been deemed legal for Olympic contenders. So as long as there's no THC, which is the 
the stoner part of the marijuana plant, uh, pure CBD can be used, and that's a move I applaud, because it may help facilitate restorative sleep, reduce inflammation due to repetitive stress, and ease something called DOMS, which we athletes and weekend warriors are familiar with. It's delayed onset muscle soreness. I use it. And um, in a moment, uh, I'm going to talk to you about uh, alternatives to some of these PEDs, performance-enhancing drugs, because I take some of them. Yeah, I'm doping in a manner of speaking, but I use uh, essentially natural over-the-counter things that you too can access because I'm not a fan of pharmaceutical PEDs. They all have downsides. I like to optimize my performance. i got a triathlon coming up next week. But why mortgage your future health for a few moments of athletic glory? There are long-term downsides of the use of many of these performance-enhancing agents. And there are natural alternatives, which we'll discuss momentarily here on Intelligent Medicine. 877-726-8255, our number. This is Intelligent Medicine. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and it's that time of year again when everyone suffers from some kind of upper respiratory problem. We miss work and feel miserable spending too much time with doctors and pharmacists. That is, unless we protect ourselves and our families with a product that I recommend to my patients. Clear saline nasal spray and sinus rinse. Clear combines the unique properties of xylitol and the health-promoting benefits of a saline nasal spray to help cleanse, moisturize, and soothe your sinuses and nasal passages. Clear helps wash away bacteria, pollens, and other irritants before they have a chance to attack the sensitive tissues in your upper respiratory tract. Clear is easy to use, effective, and safe for people of all ages. Clear is simply your best defense in an increasingly dirty and polluted world. I use it myself. You can find Clear Saline Nasal Spray and Sinus Wash at Vitamin Shop, CVS, Rite Aid, and other drugstores, supermarkets, and pharmacies near you, as well as Amazon. Or you can visit Clear on the web at clear.com. That's www.xlear.com. As an intelligent medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site, it's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant, and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255. You want to get into action with a question or a comment, and we have a call from Joan in Allentown, PA. How are you, Joan? Good, thank you. What's your question, Joan? Okay, so here's my question, doctor. If you had symptoms, tested positive for COVID, and the doctor said to go home, hydrate, and take Tylenol, what would you do? All right, well, that's a good question. 
And of course, I've rehearsed uh, this possibility <laughs> many times since uh, March of 2020. And uh, I have to say, I'm taking the vast majority of things that uh, I think are good to have on board if you were to get COVID. Uh, high doses of vitamin uh, C uh, and D and zinc and omega-3 fatty acids to reduce inflammation uh, and immune supportive things like uh, AHCC and mushroom extract. I take cordyceps as well. Uh, so I'm kind of loaded for bear. Uh, if I were to come down with it, um, I might take some additional quercetin. I already take resveratrol, which has been shown to be active against uh, the virus. Um, uh, and uh, the other thing is, uh, on a regular basis, I take uh, CV Defense from uh, CV Sciences. I think it has immune uh, supportive effects. Uh, the key ingredient there is PEA, and I think PEA has been shown to have some uh, good effects uh, against viruses. Uh, the one thing that uh, I don't take is uh, CV Acute. I, I don't take it because I don't feel sick, but if I were to get sick, I have some on hand. Uh, you know, if I get a sore throat or, you know, start feeling like I'm coming down with a cold or a flu or something even worse, uh, I would take some additional CV acute, which is kind of a, uh, a syrup based on a traditional Chinese medicine formula. Uh, if I were to get sicker, uh, I might consider ivermectin, although studies are mixed on ivermectin. Uh, ivermectin is like, uh, the darling of people in, sort of on the alternative COVID side, you know, looking for alternative fixes for COVID. I don't think it's a panacea, but it may be helpful. Uh, of note is that uh, there are mixed studies on ivermectin. Uh, one recent positive study was withdrawn. It was actually uh, uh, stricken from the ledger, so to speak, uh, because it was criticized because the methodology was thought to be, you know, a little suspect. A big study out of Egypt showing that people who took ivermectin did better than people not taking ivermectin. But it's not a harmful drug. It's relatively inexpensive. Uh, and it's uh, something that um, would be useful in the early stages of uh, COVID, in my opinion, worth trying. Hydroxychloroquine has fallen by the wayside a little bit, although I have uh, experience with some of our patients who took uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine and uh, had a nice turnaround. Uh, that might be part of our arsenal against that because of its um, benefits. I think that, you know, it's not something to be completely put aside. Well, you, do you have a strategy, Joan, that you're thinking, you're contemplating? No, I've just been hearing, you know, that there might be different protocols that might be possible, but yet people around here who have had this situation the doctors did just what I said, told them to go home, take Tylenol, yeah, exactly. and then they got pneumonia, and then it's this, oh, and then it's that. But apropos they weren't of, given any... Apropos of Tylenol, you know, if you take Tylenol, say you, know, you feel really crummy, you take Tylenol, or if you have a high fever and you want to bring it down, you take Tylenol. But if you take Tylenol, you must take NAC, N-acetylcysteine. And it's uh, the stupidest thing in the world that uh, the FDA is considering banning over-the-counter NAC, uh, and uh, allowing it to remain a prescription because uh, I think people can do themselves a lot of good by taking NAC if they come down with a respiratory infection. So uh, the other thing to do is make sure you have a pulse ox, a little device you put on your fingertip because you can watch your uh, oxygen levels, and if they decline to a certain level, then you know it's time to pull the trigger and tell your doctor they're ready to go to the hospital. That, you know, because 
taking care of COVID at home um, is a little bit of risky business because things can go downhill fast. And if they start going downhill and you start feeling like you're having some uh, problems breathing, well, use the pulse ox to determine if you're really uh, headed for the need for hospitalization. There you have it. 877-726-8255 is our number. And, you know, it's important to me that the supplements I recommend and use are of the highest quality. And that's why I stock the Protocol for Life Balance product line at my online dispensary. Protocol for Life Balance offers a wide range of professional-grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research. Recently, we talked to Neil Levin from Protocol for Life Balance about detoxification. It's a great podcast. Check it out at drhoffman.com. Uh, their products include liver detox support, NAC, of course. Yeah, NAC is good for supporting the liver. Chlorophyll, DIM, uh, plus CB CDG. CDG is uh, calcium deglucurate. The suite of product aids in the elimination of certain environmental toxins from the body. It supports healthy cellular reproduction cycles and liver function and promotes healthy hormone metabolism. They're backed by solid scientific data. And they're available now at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. And now this study from uh, the um, uh, Institute of Medical Research, high levels of omega-3 acids in the blood increase life expectancy by almost five years. A mere 1% increase in EPA and DHA, those are the key omega-3 fatty acids uh, in the blood, is associated with a change in mortality risk similar to that of quitting smoking, which is profound. You know, one of the best things you can do for yourself, if you're a smoker, stop smoking. But um, you can also boost your intake of omega-3 rich foods like salmon. Yeah, very rich in omega-3 sardines, anchovies, uh, herring, but you can also take omega-3 fatty acid supplements. Uh, the uh, researchers have shown that omega-3 levels in blood erythrocytes in the red blood cells are very good mortality risk predictors. The study concludes that having higher levels of these acids in the blood as a result of regularly including oily fish in the diet or using supplements increases life expectancy by almost five years. I'll take some of that. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. 877-726-8255, our number. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman for a suite of professional-grade products from Protocol for Life Balance, which can help support your body's healthy detoxification process. They aid in the elimination of certain environmental toxins from the body, support healthy cellular reproduction cycles and liver function, and promote healthy hormone metabolism. They're available at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance our bodies depend on a potent powerhouse of beneficial bacteria that support and improve every aspect of our health dr o'hara's formula encourages probiotics to function at their peak performance 
Encapsulated in a vegetarian soft gel, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics is a live paste of 12 strains of probiotic bacteria and nourishing prebiotics from whole fruits and vegetables. Transformative postbiotic compounds created during Dr. O'Hara's probiotics exclusive three-year fermentation process are present in every capsule. These restorative postbiotics nurture diverse gut bacteria, leading to better digestion, improved immunity, and exceptional health. Join the millions of people worldwide who know the power of Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Discover the Dr. O'Hara difference for yourself. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available at natural health retailers nationwide and online. Go to www.essentialformulas.com for a retailer near you. That's essentialformulas.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you, 877-726-8255. And uh, we're going to take your calls in a moment, but as promised, um, I'm going to share with you my performance enhancing, in quotation marks, drugs, because they're not really drugs. I'm not a fan of pharmaceutical performance enhancing drugs because they all have downsides. And why mortgage your future health for a few moments of athletic glory? But uh, I do believe there's some safe natural performance enhancers that are compatible with good health. And as I mentioned earlier, I do take CBD, and I think CBD has, um, in addition to helping to relax you and improve sleep, which is important for recovery. You know, I, my sleep sessions are like recovery sessions. You know, if I'm sore and tired, uh, get a good night's sleep, and I feel refreshed and ready to work out again the next day. Sleep is really essential for athletes. Um, among the things that work, let's talk about those. Caffeine. Caffeine is a performance enhancer. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the uh, uh, upsides and downsides of drinking coffee in a few moments. But um, I am what is called caffeine naive, which means I don't drink caffeinated coffee at all. But for certain workouts, like on a hard day, like I'm planning a long bicycle ride uh, or a long swim, uh, I might take, or before an event, I might take a little caffeine. And because I'm caffeine naive, I haven't adapted to it, and I really am going to feel the effect. Or say I'm visiting some people, and it's a late night, and I leave at 1130, and I got an hour and a half drive to get home. I'm going to take a little bit of caffeinated coffee to keep me awake. But it works because I'm not used to it. If I, you know, drank four, five, six cups of coffee every day, uh, it wouldn't make a difference if I took caffeine before a workout. So it does work. Curcumin. Uh, there's some good studies on curcumin, and uh, certainly it's an anti-inflammatory. It aids recovery, uh, and that can be a part and parcel performance. Uh, essential fatty acids. I take lots and lots of omega-3 fatty acids, and they're anti-inflammatory. And, of course, inflammation is what limits uh, athletic performance. Uh, there's some studies that show that CoQ10 or ubiquinol are uh, what are called ergogenic agents. Uh, they support the mitochondria. The mitochondria are energy-producing cells, and they decline in function as you age. And you can restore, at least in part, some of your energy-producing capacity by taking coenzyme Q10 or ubiquinol. And that's not all for the mitochondria. There's NAD, and I take nicotinamide riboside. And uh, there's some promising studies showing that uh, in aging and in muscle diseases, uh, NAD may enhance muscle strength. Uh, 
when it comes to mitochondrial support, of course, there's NT factor. We'll talk a little bit about uh, NT factor later in the program, but there's some good studies on uh, NT factor uh, that show that uh, NT factor can be helpful uh, for um, for the um, support of uh, muscle and to reduce fatigue. Uh, another one I'm taking, and I commented on it uh, recently in an article about pomegranate power. If you are a newsletter subscriber, you may have seen that uh, blog. We're talking about the benefits of pomegranate. There's something in pomegranate called urolithin A, and there's some good studies on urolithin A uh, and mitochondrial function uh, with uh, the uh, with the uh, the notion that you can actually uh, enhance muscle performance. So a lot of uh, athletes, professional athletes, and would-be <laughs> athletes like myself, uh, we take urolithin A. It's uh, marketed under MitoPure, and I think that that's a promising product for athletic performance. There's uh, DHEA. DHEA is not legal, according to WADA. So if you're a professional athlete, don't take DHEA. But if you're an ordinary person, you can buy it over the counter. Uh, and I take it and I monitor levels. I think it needs to be, uh, its use needs to be supervised by a physician. But I'm a physician and I supervise my own use. And uh, I'm not experiencing side effects. I've been taking it for a while to maintain healthy DHEA levels. It's a little bit of an anabolic steroid, but very, very mild. And uh, it helps to uh, maintain muscle mass and strength. And um, something that uh, I think has helped my stamina. Dietary nitrates. Dietary nitrates from beetroot powder and other sources uh, support muscle function because they enhance oxygen delivery to the tissues. They expand the blood vessels, allowing more blood to get into the tissues, and uh, that can be helpful in strength and endurance events. Uh, and then there's uh, magnesium, and there's some studies that show if you're magnesium depleted, you're going to feel weak. Well, if cardinal symptom of magnesium deficiency is weakness and fatigue. And so if you're sweating a lot, or alternatively, you're taking a medication that depletes magnesium, you need to take more magnesium for strength. Um, and then there's glucosamine and chondroitin, which I think is important for protecting your joints over time. I've been taking it for a long time, and uh, I attribute the relative uh, freedom from arthritis that I now have to, um, well, healthy diet, maybe good genes, lots of fish oil, but also consistent use of glucosamine and chondroitin. So uh, there you have it, and I'll uh, expand on that list in our newsletter. So go to drhoffman.com if you haven't already done so. Subscribe to our newsletter there. 877-726-8255, our number. Uh, let's talk to Stephen in New York City. Is Stephen there? Hello, Dr. Hoffman. Thank you so much for all the balanced and non-ideological perspectives you give on the latest in health and nutrition. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks. I try. I try. <laughs> I'd like your opinion on the use of collagen powder to help uh, ligaments, joints, and tendons. I happened to be walking down some stairs, and before I knew it, like my knee went out from over me, under me, and I was down on the, um, you know, I was sprawled out on the ground. And um, it's getting a bit better through, you know, 
rest and some ice compression, and I take been taking some anti-inflammatory supplements. But I heard on the radio, you know, Mr. Hickey talking about um, how, how important collagen powder is, and I was wondering what your opinion would be if that's worth it. I, I think there is a, a, a potential benefit to collagen powder, but it's there are you know other things that are helpful. I mean, there's curcumin, which is anti-inflammatory, as you know Jerry Hickey would admit. Uh, there's also the omega-3 fatty acids. Uh, these can be helpful. Uh, I think diet has uh, an impact on your collagen. So if you're overweight or if you have a pro-inflammatory diet, it can damage your collagen. Uh, but uh, collagen supplements uh, are beneficial. There are many different types of collagen, so it's kind of like the collagen wars. Each each brand claims that their collagen is the best, the most absorbable, the most uh, bioavailable. Uh, and so three basic kinds. There's a collagen that you get from, you know, say you, you throw chicken bones in the crock pot or you buy uh, collagen powder in uh, the health food store. And those types of collagen powder are helpful for the GI tract, perhaps the skin, perhaps, you know, the uh, uh, perhaps the joints. Uh, but uh, the type that seems to be targeted specifically to the joints, at least in rheumatoid arthritis, is something called UC2. Uh, undenatured collagen type 2. And I, although, you know, I must admit, you know, as with anything, glucosamine chondroitin, UC2, there are studies pro and con. I do believe that um, there's the potential for uh, uh, collagen to be helpful. You know, hair, skin, nails, uh, protect your GI tract, uh, prevent leaky gut, because taking collagen, we give it to patients who have uh, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease. It's very safe and effective for that. Uh, but also, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to um, hopefully provide building blocks for uh, healthy uh, synovial membranes in your knee. But um, do take curcumin. Uh, let's, hey, you know, good segue. Let's talk a little bit about uh, curcumin right now, uh, because um, one of our good sponsors, uh, which is myfuturefarm.com, offers a very nice uh, turmeric product. It's liquid turmeric liposome complex. Uh, it's an alternative to taking risky over-the-counter prescription anti-inflammatory drugs because did you know that you could take NSAIDs, ibuprofen and Aleve and things like that, uh, Motrin, but uh, they reduce the pain, but they don't slow the degeneration of your cartilage. Uh, turmeric uh, can do that. Uh, it's um, liquid turmeric with liposomes, and the nanotechnology delivers maximum absorption for effective pain relief. Sourced and manufactured in the U.S., which is reassuring these days, the product contains 1,600 milligrams of curcumin and powerful antioxidant properties. It's a plant-based curcumin that's used to reduce inflammation, block proteins that trigger, trigger swelling, and, uh, you know, just, you know, I did a hard bike ride yesterday and uh, lots of hills, you know, 1500 feet of climbing and descending. And um, my knees were a little sore, you know, I got me a little worried. But uh, last night I took some of this liquid curcumin, tastes great, took a lot of it, woke up this morning and it's barely discernible. Uh, so for more information and order, call 888-841-7216. That's 888-841-7216. Or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Don't live with pain. 
when there's an all-natural science-based remedy that works without adverse side effects, go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman to order liquid turmeric liposome complex. Okay, uh, coming up, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, coffee because uh, there's a new study that suggests that drinking coffee is not linked to increased arrhythmia risk. You can drink lots of coffee, and yeah, if you think you're developing heart palpitations, eh, it's just your imagination. You can't be right, because this big study from the Division of Cardiology, the University of California, San Francisco, and published in Journal of the American Medical Association, says drinking coffee is not linked to increased arrhythmia risk, which defies common sense. <laughs> so we'll see what's going on with that in just a moment. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. Did you know that olive oil is at its peak of flavor and nutrition right after it's fresh pressed at harvest time? That's why my favorite olive oil is delivered to me direct from the latest harvest, thanks to the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and as a listener of Intelligent Medicine, you can try a bottle of their finest artisanal olive oil, normally $39, for just $1, with no obligation to buy anything else. I've been enjoying these harvest fresh olive oils for years. They are far and away the brightest, most lively, and flavorful olive oils I've ever tasted. Their antioxidants and polyphenols are off the charts because they're fresh from the harvest. They make store-bought olive oils taste dull and flat by comparison. Taste for yourself. Check out this generous trial offer and get your $39 bottle for a buck with no obligation to buy anything else. Visit MyFavoriteOliveOil.com. In my case, it truly is. MyFavoriteOliveOil.com. MyFavoriteOliveOil.com. Do you suffer with chronic pain? Are you taking risky over-the-counter or prescription anti-inflammatory drugs? This is Dr. Ronald Hopp with a better natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals. Liquid Turmeric Liposome Complex. Future Farm's liquid turmeric with liposomes and nanotechnology delivers maximum absorption for effective pain relief. Sourced and manufactured in the United States, this product contains 1,600 milligrams of curcumin and powerful antioxidant properties. This plant-based curcumin is used to possibly reduce inflammation, block proteins that trigger swelling, and intercept inflammatory pathways, significantly decreasing inflammatory responses. For more information and order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Don't live with pain when there's an all-natural, science-based remedy that works. myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. 877-726-8255 is our number if you want to get in on the action with questions or comments, whatever. We've got uh, this hour and next to uh, air your concerns. Uh, here's a problem with studies. I always thought this was kind of fishy because, um, you know, one of the uh, truisms is that um, if you're suffering from palpitations or high blood pressure, reduce your intake of coffee, right? Especially caffeinated coffee because it's going to send your heart a twittering and it's going to send your blood pressure soaring. But uh, in the spirit of debunking old wives' tales, researchers at the University of California, San Francisco, uh, report in Journal of the American Medical Association that drinking coffee is not linked to increased arrhythmia risk. Brand new study. 
big study, more than 300,000 people. And what they say is that uh, we certainly don't want to say drink coffee and it will reduce your risk of arrhythmias. No, coffee is not going to reduce you. But rather, we think the main point is that a blanket prohibition against coffee or caffeine to reduce the risk of arrhythmias among patients who have a diagnosis of heart palpitations is likely unwarranted. Okay, they go on and on and on. And uh, they say that um, they could find no correlation. In fact, uh, you know, there are plenty of people, they drink six, seven cups of coffee per day, high test, caffeinated coffee, Starbucks, double whatever, and uh, no problem, no problem. And uh, a couple of years ago, I saw some studies like this, and I said, look, um, this is probably a self-selected group. Because if you can consume six or seven or eight cups of coffee a day and not have palpitations, more power to you. You've got a healthy heart. <laughs> but if you have an unhealthy heart, you're going to notice pretty soon that you're very, very sensitive to caffeine. In fact, uh, I read a, uh, a report from a doctor uh, who suffers from atrial fibrillation. And he said he didn't drink coffee. Uh, caffeinated coffee, but he drinks decaf. And, you know, if you think there's no caffeine in decaf, you're in a fool's paradise because it's much reduced, but there still is a little residual caffeine. And he was guzzling decaf. And when he quit the decaf, he had less in the way of atrial fibrillation episodes, but virtually vanished. So that's an anecdotal report. That's not 300,000 people, but um, a lot of people out there, some of you maybe listening right now, can verify that. Okay, now, supporting my contention that um, this is bogus, there's an article in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, which I'm an avid reader of. And what they say here is that cardiovascular symptoms affect the patterns of habitual coffee consumption. Translation, if you got heart palpitations you're going to drink less coffee. And so <laughs> it's going to skew the results of big studies like that of 300,000 people. And part of this is genetic. And uh, I've had my genes tested, and I'm sort of intermediate for caffeine sensitivity. There's some people very sensitive to caffeine. No way, no how can they drink any coffee uh, after noon because they're going to have trouble sleeping. Uh, I... Uh, drink a lot of decaf. I don't really have a lot of problems with decaf. I sleep well. Uh, I tolerate small amounts of the caffeine that comes to me in decaf, but because I have uh, an intermediate, you know, there's, there's three levels, the very sensitive, the you know, moderately sensitive, and then people who are virtually oblivious. It's based on a gene called uh, the CYP gene, which metabolizes caffeine in the liver. And if you're a fast metabolizer of caffeine, you get rid of it quickly. If you're a slow metabolizer, it takes a long time to get that caffeine out of your system. And so in this study, in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, they found that there was genetic evidence for cardiovascular system-driven influences on habitual coffee intakes. In other words, the people who were very sensitive, they reduced their caffeine intake. The people who weren't sensitive, they had caffeine uh, you know, to their heart's content. That's a little, literally a play on words because their heart was not affected. So they say, and this is brilliant conclusion, 
These findings suggest that observational studies of habitual coffee intakes are prone to influences by reverse causation. In other words, uh, the reverse causation is that if you got palpitations, you're going to be consuming less coffee. And if you don't have palpitations, you'll consume a lot of coffee. So the survey will show that mm, no biggie, you know, consume a lot of coffee because the people who consume a lot of coffee don't have palpitations. It's as simple as that. And caution is required, they say, when inferred health benefits result from comparisons with coffee abstainers or decaffeinated coffee drinkers. Brilliant conclusion. And oh, by the way, a uh, new study suggests that too much coffee is not good for your brain health. Those who drank more than six cups of coffee per day had a 53% increased risk of dementia. So drinking more than six cups of coffee a day may be putting you at risk of brain diseases such as dementia and stroke. All right, so let's not encourage massive caffeinated coffee intake by reassuring people that it's okay for their hearts. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. All right, we got lots coming up uh, in the next hour, plus an opportunity for you to call in with your comments or questions, 877-726-8255 for Intelligent Medicine. Intelligent Medicine. 